Ripping the ones and twos with the hottest new joints. What a cool DJ, 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 DJ. Follow DJ P Dog, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram right now at DJ P Dog. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man DJ P Dog in the mix, and I'm gonna tell you guys how um, how exciting I am to to have this gentleman on the line again. This is March Music Madness, and I've got my man DJ Promote, and the guy is, oh. is so hot that he, <laughs> he literally blew up my SD card on my recorder. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to stop the interview, and, and now we're trying this again. So, <laughs> a new one, <laughs> a new one, fresh, starting from the beginning. Thankfully, we weren't too far in. But, um, but DJ Promote, how you doing, bro? I know we just waking you up and whatnot. Um, hopefully, yes. you know you got the eye boogers out, you know whatnot. No, I'm awake. I got coffee. Okay, you know, okay, silly, okay, man. okay. The sun is shining out here. Good. That's Good. very nice. You're out in um, Cali, right? Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. Out uh, in L.A., man. That's what's up. We're, we've got a pretty gloomy day where I am, and it's cold man, a little bit. I just so. got back from the East Coast. Where were we? Somewhere, Pennsylvania or something. Man. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, God. I, I had friends that lived in California, especially Los Angeles. And they always just bragged, and they hated rain. And I was like, what is wrong with y'all? And then I moved out here, and I'm like, oh, I see why you're like this <laughs> it's, beautiful it's beautiful all the time yeah you can you just get stuck up you're like what i don't want anything like even if it sprinkles you're just mad you're like what what is this now let me ask because you you i know you're originally from texas bro and i know you just moved yeah. from nashville did you yeah. guys experience i don't i know you experienced this in nashville mm-hmm. the winter weather you know like oh yeah snow in texas ice. for sure too yeah really in texas it's ice it's just It'll snow, but it just turns into, like, straight ice. Like, one time I flew in to Texas, and they didn't, like, I was living in Dallas, and they don't, um, like, they don't have anything, like, for the roads. Like, they just throw sand or dirt, and, man, it just kept building up. So it was, like, just thick hills of, like, ice. So it was, like, bump going on an old, bumpy road, and it was... Like I flew in and the roads were just caked with ice and wow, um, man, it took forever. Like I got a cab and it was just like, you're just like going as slow as possible over bumpy bridges. Like, yeah, because they don't have anything to deal with it. But yeah, you get all the seasons. I mean, it's not like winter wonderland, but it's ice. (laughs) Like it sucks. And Nashville too, they did the same thing. It was like just ice and they don't, they do it a little better in Nashville, but yeah, both places are kind of like not good with <laughs> ice roads. <laughs> but you guys don't have to deal with that in LA. No, man. If it snowed here, people would <laughs> freak out. They would. It would be like it would cause people mental breakdowns. They would know it because it was like you go from never seeing. We snow wasn't your ready whole life. for this. We wasn't no, ready. No, it'd be like a movie. Yeah, they turned that thing into a movie. Oh, that could be. That could actually be a, a good film. You know, yeah. what would happen if it snowed? Sheesh, that would be insane. <laughs> that would yeah. be hilarious. But promote, man. Listen. I know you're a busy dude. I, I I looked at your schedule, bro. Like you're literally about to be all over the planet. Yeah, we're running around. So you know, if yeah. So you're out there killing it. But I wanna I wanna make sure that my listeners get the full scope of who this DJ promote guy is. So man, listen, tell us how you guys started um in DJing, bro. Uh let's see. Well, like I mean when I was a kid it was, you know, that's what was starting to become popular like on tv like 
you would see it. So I lived in a small town and um, in Texas, and you know I just got what was on TV. So I would see DJs on TV, but it didn't make sense. So break dancing, graffiti art, all that kind of stuff made a little more sense. You know, it's easy to easier to pick up. And I did that for a long time. And then um, let's see, like, but in your head, really, that's the soundtrack. Like DJs were the soundtrack to all that stuff. Um, no matter what you were seeing, that was just the thing. But it was, it's very complicated because it's, you would see them doing something up there, but you didn't know. It's like two turntables, a right. mixer, needles. Right. You don't know what's happening. How do you plug all that in? Where do you buy this stuff? You have to have records. Like in my town, None of that existed. So it wasn't until I got older, like, um, see, I was like out of high school and I met some guys that DJed and they lived in a bigger city. They lived in Dallas and uh, I hung around them. They had the full equipment. We watched DMC battles, okay, DJ okay. house parties. Um, and I just started like learning from them. I was throwing parties, uh, like teen night kind of events in my hometown. They were coming down um, and I just started clubbing really hard. I would go to clubs like every day of the week and I would travel all through Texas, uh, Austin, San Antonio. I would just hit clubs, watch DJs, dance all night. Like it would just hang out. I wasn't into like partying. It was just DJs. It was like, that's all I wanted to be. Yeah. Around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. <clears throat> yeah. And so then I, from them, I learned how to use the equipment and, um, yeah, after that, I finally bought my own equipment. And at that time, I was like learning about DJ culture. It was at the same time, like my family started going to church. And I was like learning both at the same time, like, whoa, what is this church world? <laughs> but I'm over here at the club. Like, yeah, so I would go to church and they'd be like, you know, you shouldn't be at clubs, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, ah, I don't get it. I don't get it. This yeah. is what I this is what I'm doing. This is what I like. Um you know, and eventually I was able to cross the two over and, you know, God kind of gave me an understanding. And there was other people out there doing it, like DJ Mash, DJ Official, uh, DJ Form, uh, you know, Gospel Gangsters. They had Dove. Like, it was all yeah, these yeah. Christians. So they were in at this church. They were introducing me to that stuff. They were like, here's rap. We go buy this rap stuff. Like, And I was like, oh, like there's a whole nother world. So that's kind of how it got started. And then that's kind of how it morphed into, you know, me finding, you know, my faith, like God, you know, showing me truth and me being like, okay, wow, this is way better than I'm living now. I would, I want to follow God. But at the same time, it was like, but I've been doing this stuff my whole life. Like I can't just stop. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of was able to bridge it together, which was cool. I feel like, man, like today um, in, in, in 2018, bro, I feel like there's like this new energy um, around an appreciation for DJs. Yeah. Because I remember my first time seeing you, bro, my first time seeing you live. Um, first of all, let me let me let me just say this. My first time seeing you, bro, I was extremely intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why Dang. is because the stuff that you were doing to me was like holy crap like i'll never be able to do stuff like this like this that's is how everybody feels man this that's is amazing how I feel. you know? <laughs> yeah and the first time i saw you it was at flavor fest in okay. tampa florida and i think it was the last year um that they had flavor fest at their old location and okay. you were performing in the um in the skate park area I remember this like it was yesterday, huh. bro. 
and Raw Servant was the host of that stage. And I can't remember who went before you, but this is what I do remember. And this is why I, I say I remember it like yesterday. Whoever it was that went before you, bro, had a huge crowd. And then after, <laughs> yeah. it was DJ promoting. And it's like the place just, that's funny. like, you turned on the lights and the roaches just scattered, bro. Right, yes. That's and it how was, it always is. <laughs> it was like nobody. And I and this is this is why I thought, for me, this was like a life-changing moment for me. Because, one, you know, I, I had seen DJs do it before, but I don't think I've seen DJs do it um, and be able to be that close. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. at the time, I was I was already DJing. You know, but I'm DJing for artists. I'm I'm doing, you know, not the solo DJ gig, if you would. And so I remember the place cleared out and it was probably like maybe, bro, if it was 15 of us in there, you know, that's that's probably <laughs> stretching it. And I remember Raw right. Server was like, hey, listen, it's only a few of us in here. So why don't we just gather around the DJ table? Mm. And it was kind of like, bro, it was kind of like, you know, you talked about church. It was kind of like, you're walking into that pulpit and it's yeah. like you see this spot from afar but as soon as you step on it it's like holy ground <laughs> or something like that that's how it felt so i'm wow. standing around and i'm watching you do your thing bro and you're killing it bro like wow. straight killing it and so I, for me that was like a life-changing and I, I became an instant fan of dj promote um and, you know from that moment on and the, the other thing that impressed me was we had a, a little sidebar conversation. You probably don't remember this, and it's all good. But we had a little sidebar conversation, and it impressed me even the more to see, like, yo, man, this dude just killed it. Clearly, he's been in the game for a minute and knows what he's doing, and he's giving, you know, me a quick time of day um, to even talk, you know. So that that spoke volumes to me. Um, yeah. But let me let me ask you this, bro, because you – I mean, you, you, you say you were hanging out with guys – you know, traveling throughout Texas and whatnot. At some point, you know, you had to get your own gear. You had to learn the craft, bro. Like, what was that mm-hmm. process like as you're learning the craft to get? So let's just start from from the point where you were watching these guys to that flavor fest. <clears throat> you know, getting to that point, how how much work did you have to Jeez. put into the um, the craft to get to that point, bro? Yeah, I don't know. I think that. Um... Like, I don't even, I kind of remember that time at Flavor Fest, but it's like, that one I don't, but it's like, that's just how it is. I think, you know, the hard part's been, like, actually, like, trying to do something like DJing in, a, around a group of people that are like, hey, we're Christians, and it's like, so you're like in a whole niche group, and it's like, mm-hmm. people don't get it, and they, I think they're getting it more now, but like, I kind of, for the last however many years, have, like, pushed, like, DJing to the side because everybody's, like, well, you got to, now it's, like, you got to have songs, you got to have music, you got to, you know, so it's, like. That DJ producer, yeah. Yeah, and so that's been hard, but um, I moved to L.A. because I was just getting tired of that vibe. Like, you know, I was, like, I got to get somewhere and be creative, and as I've been out here in L.A., it's, like, I'm back to that so when you were talking earlier where you were like i want to play my favorite mix like those are those are my favorite but i've had to like dumb it down and Mm. not be myself because you know people didn't really want that they leave the minute you start doing stuff because they don't get it but yeah i do feel like you know for me personally i'm like no that's i gotta go back to all that um so you know it's like 
that took forever to learn where I'm at now. And I still like you feel intimidated with these guys that are killing it. Cause it's like, I've kind of backed off on my DJ skills and focused more on beat making. And I feel like what that did for a minute was I, I was lowering my DJ skills, raising my beat making skills. And then I'm mediocre at both. And, uh, that, you know, this year I've been real focused on like, all right, I got to step back. Like I got to like go back to where people, you know, are like, whoa, what is that? Even if crowds that I'm in don't get it because that's when we were getting pushed into like, all right, here's Christian concerts. And and that was dope. Flavor Fest, it was a place where people appreciate all that. But as things have changed, it's been bigger stages, bigger audiences. And those audiences are like, no, like we want EDM and we want to party, but you can be the best DJ in the world. Nobody cares. And you can put out a dope song, one song, and now you're the man. So it's like, that's why the crowds were coming because it's like whoever's rapping on stage, they're like, oh my gosh, he sings this song. I listen to it every day. And I I think that's what helped DJ culture was like, oh, okay, I can listen to one song by this guy, but that doesn't help the guys that are like turntablists, DJs, party throwers, like, that's a whole nother world. Yeah. It is, man. And, and you know, I think, you know, when I kind of backtracking on some of what, what I said about the appreciation of DJs, I feel like today um, there's some great producers out there and they just yeah. kind of pick up those turntables to play their music. And yes. I think, you know, for example, I think one of the best producers out there, bro, is um, is Just Blaze. I think he's an amazing producer. Um, but I don't care for him as a DJ, you know what I mean? And I, and I think that, you know, you said that word mediocre, bro, I I feel like there's, you know, it's almost like a lost art to a degree where people are really swayed more towards those producer DJs. Really, they're just producers. Um, and they just go to shows and, you know, put on the, put the video screens and get the big lights to go along with their records. You know, but it's mm-hmm. that style of DJing that you're talking about. That we, we're going to play a mix of that style, um, and I also I feel like you know when you talk about like the DMC and you think about like the Red Bull Three style, like yeah. where where do these guys play that style of DJing outside of those arenas? Like where do you go? Yeah, see, I think it's they just play clubs, so it's like they're the only places that you can play like that are in clubs or throw parties so that's been the that's the hardest part like so you know like where what are my options it's like i can go to the club make some money you know i have friends that they dj in vegas i have a friend um out here he djs like all the uh basketball sporting events stuff like that and it's great but for a minute i got to experience being on stage and doing a set and that is a whole different world because it's like i can do whatever i want and it and it needs to be something new and entertaining versus a lot of friends at DJ and clubs. They're like, man, I got to play the same thing every day. Right, so, right. So that's where it's hard because you're like, okay, well, I can have this big stage and you see videos, you see photos of people with like 20, 30,000 people in front of them. And you're like, yeah, I'd much rather be doing that. <laughs> but it's like, then you try to go do that and it's like, okay, well, all that is is just being a really good producer. And then, you know, you got a DJ still, but in a different way. You're, it's more about playing the right tracks at the right time versus dope combos or cool little, you know, tricks. 
And, you know, yeah. I think that's the hardest part of it. It's like, what do you do with this? Because it could become like jazz where it's like, yeah, nobody wants to hear that on a mainstream level. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, I think it's difficult for both the producers and the DJs because producers are like, crap, I got a fake DJ. And then DJs are like, dang, I don't have the content <laughs> to really kill the show. So, you know, no, and no one's really working together. Everyone's just trying to build their own fan base and blow yeah. up. So it's like that it gets real competitive and, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's hard. Cause it's like, yeah, scratching just doesn't work in a live show a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you what, bro, with, I mean, cause you know, every kid now is grabbing the controller and their computer now. And so it's even yep. becoming harder. Just if you just want to DJ in clubs or, you know, mobile DJ and it's, it's becoming harder and harder now. And so it, yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I tell DJs, I'm like, guys, you got to look at yourself more than just as a DJ. You got to figure out a way to brand yourself to become, um, you know, a brand, you know. And um, yeah, that's, so yeah. you can have that. That's following. how people are doing it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're switch. And I don't know what will be next, but now I see it. People are like brands and, you know, I'm going down that route. I'm like, man, I haven't really used my brand in a way like I should be doing this, that. I started um, – you know, a beat page. I'm trying to produce songs. Like, I think, you know, it's just about using your creativity and being creative with it. And then just, you know, I think before I was chasing after something and now I'm in a place where it's like, I know what I want to make. So now I have to make it palatable for people, you know, so they can get it and without destroying the art that I want to make. Um, yeah. And because I, I see these guys that are really talented, but it's, you know, they don't have any followers. It's like, and that's before what I was seeing. I was like, yo, this DJ is amazing. He only has a few thousand followers. But this dude, yeah, he's, he, no, he made a song or two and he's got hundreds and thousands of followers. Why would I want to just be a dope DJ? Why wouldn't I try to like make a, have a song? And, you know, and it's based off of followers and attention versus making dope something dope and just making it cause you love it and then finding a place where other people love it too, you know? So yeah, it's hard. You gotta to find, all that. Yeah, yeah. You got to find that balance and figure out what's what, um, especially when you're trying to get out of a niche, um, yeah. market. Now, speaking of niche markets and whatnot, cause you're currently on tour and you are touring with the great, <laughs> the great, the man, the myth, <laughs> the great Mr. Lecrae. See, yes. there, see, I did that Mr. again. <laughs> Mr. <Lecrae. laughs> Mr. How, Moore. <laughs> Mr. Moore. How's that been working out for you, bro? Because it's been um, almost, what, four years now? Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. At least four. Yep. Yeah. It's been good, man. It's like, I. that's not what I was trying to do was DJ for an artist. I'd always really not committed to an artist, you know? And so when that was all happening, I was, you know, nervous. Like, I was doing all these you know, events by myself. And I was like, yeah. man, I'm going to lock myself in with another person. But, you know, it really helped me a lot. I've learned a lot. Um, it's actually helped me to get to where I am now back to like wanting to focus on, you know, DJing more mm -hmm. like, you know, that my first passion versus just making beats. Um, because we're in places where that's needed. Like, you know, we're going to clubs or to, you know, Recently, we've been in a bunch of military bases. We're doing shows where it's like 
people want to party and yeah, yeah. that's where it fits in. You know, it fits in a place where you got to be good at DJing or, or the other DJs are looking at you like, yo, this dude's weak, <laughs> you know? So it's like your game has to be on point. So it's really helped even, you know, pushing boundaries. Lecrae is always pushing boundaries. We're in places that I would never be by myself. Um, you know, uh, we're around people I would never be around. Even being around Lecrae and them is like a whole another group. And, you know, a lot of people would look at it and just be like, oh, all those guys fit in. But, you know, I, if you haven't noticed, I'm Hispanic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, my dad, he he grew up around um, blacks. He grew up around the hoods. Like, he, my dad was in prison. He didn't hang around Mexicans. He hung around black dudes in prison. And so growing up, I think my dad raised me like I was black or something. So, you know, it's like, I kind of understand like the culture, but it's different when you living with guys on a bus. Like yeah. I'm living with Nate, the beat breaker, Swoop, and you know, Lecrae, and I'm learning something new every day. And yeah. Lecrae, yeah. he grew up with Mexicans, like out here in California with his grandma and like, you know, so it's like, it's great because it's like, I would normally hang out with all, my friends are all kinds of friends, like, you know, but when I'm having to be day in and day out and we're challenging each other with thoughts, I'm hearing things I would never hear or know about. Like, um, so for me personally, I've experienced a lot of growth over the years because at first I was just like, I'm nothing like these guys. And I don't even know if I could do this. Like, I don't, you know, you just feel like you don't belong. Um, but Lecrae has been like, amazing at just encouraging me to be myself and not yeah. fit in with them you know yeah and uh yeah so i've grown a lot hanging out with those dudes and um it's been amazing to just watch uh him do his thing you know and be a fly on the wall in a lot of situations yeah yeah and you guys uh you guys out there killing it man you guys are about to to do the um all things work together tour you going overseas Yo. Yep. Um, tomorrow we leave yeah. to Europe, yeah. You see? You see? I can't keep up with you guys. I'm glad I caught you when I did. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's what's up. But listen, Promote, um, I got this mix, bro, that I'm going to play. And, um, you know, some somebody's probably mad right now that I'm not asking you more Lecrae questions. But I, <laughs> I, I know how that goes, so I'm going to move on to the next thing. Because this interview is not about Lecrae. Yeah, you know, about DJ Ask Lecrae, y'all. Go go tweet him or something. <laughs> Ask him his life's about. He'll tell you. There you go. There you go. Bro, you've got this mix, and I told you it's one of my favorite mixes with KJ52. You did it a few years ago. Yeah. And it's um stuck in the nineties. And you guys are playing a lot of old school nineties hip hop records, and, and you got KJ coming in, rapping over a few of them. Um tell me about this mix, bro. Like seriously, and, and I'm not just blowing smoke here, bro. Like this is absolutely one of my favorite mixes of all time. Thank you. Um, and that's why I'm excited to play it. And I was like, man, I can't believe I haven't played it on my show already. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you can remember, tell us a little bit about this mix. Yeah, that mix was uh, just an idea. I, I forgot how exactly it started. I don't know if it was me messing around with stuff or KJ, but I think that I, you know, it was when I think I was getting into like party, throwing parties, like uh, versus just DJing, okay. whatever. Um, but throwing parties that were like, um, you know, something like that was 
I don't know how do I say like like I said earlier it was like I was DJing stuff already but then it was like okay now I'm in church <laughs> so what do I do <laughs> so it was like old school hip-hop but it was like all instrumentals clean you know breaking down songs I liked and KJ was like yo I can rap over some of the pieces and uh it was the first time I think that I used like uh, my computer to record the mixes so I was able to layer a lot so in there you're hearing blends that are like way quick and uh, you know stuff I couldn't do before on records alone and um let's see you know so he rapped over the pieces but I got really like I went deep I was like in yeah. there cutting up cutting it up cutting it up I mean over the top and you know it was cool I I made it and we put it out but that's where I started seeing like okay people don't really care and I spent all this time working on this but I wasn't getting as much attention for that yeah and you know that's where you started seeing the decline in like the DJ stuff and I think after that I you know I did all that work I was like okay I gotta find out I gotta figure out what else to do after this mixtapes were dying yeah um, yeah you know but it's like then I go back and listen to it I'm like yo this is so good like and I, you know, it's like, yeah, that's where I'm heading back to now. Not that the mixes I've been doing haven't been um, good or fun or I don't like them, but it's less about the combos and like, how did this song go into this? And, you know, it's more about, is this a continuous flow party? But that one was like, man, I mean, I was locked up. I mean, I was like, <laughs> every few seconds, I was, something was changing or adding or bringing something in. And, <laughs> That's the fun part of DJing. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely trying to go back some of that route, you know, as yeah. far as creativity goes. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, for me, not only just as a fan of music, but a fan of DJs, you know what I'm saying? Like I heard the work put into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm like I'm listening to the first, you know, minute and I'm like, holy crap, he didn't drop like 10, 12 records in this mug. Yeah, you know? I heard something else the other day too. Um, you uh, so DJ Craze and Four Color Zach, they have the group called Two Cents, and uh, they put a lot of work in their mixes. And it, it they're doing that thing like what DJ AM, Jazzy Jeff, like yeah. a lot of those guys were doing. They're doing that, um, and they were saying some stuff in there. And I never thought about it from a DJ perspective as far as mixes, but they were talking about beats and how these songs you can make, like if I sit down and make a beat, I, I can make a beat pretty quick now. But if you make like, you know, one of these beats that, you know, these young rappers are rapping on, you know, like Zan type rap, mm -hmm. you can make a bunch of those in a day, like bop, bop, bop. You know, they're really simple. You can rap to a lot of those really simple, you know, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, one word versus water, water. Like they were just talking about how when it's that easy to do, it won't last. It's not, you're not going to come back and listen to it 10 or 12 years later right. and appreciate it. Right. So like, even with that mix, you're saying, man, this mix is my favorite. That mix is so old, but you're still feeling like you can come back and listen to it. Yeah. And I feel like my other mixes are good, but there's not a lot of them you're going to go back and listen to. So that's been a new thought that they, they kind of brought to my attention where they were saying like, and then you know what I heard a yeah it was yesterday too outside of a coffee shop these DJs were kicking it talking and they were saying the same thing like the mix you know it didn't have a long life like you can't go back and listen to it and I was like man like I didn't think about it as DJs you just think about it like mix put it out yeah you know whatever the here and the now but, yeah 
Yeah, you don't think that, well, can someone listen to this mix in 20 years and appreciate it? And, you know, that's where it's like, you know, it's cool. I'm like, yeah, I want to make something, even if people, you know, don't get it, like, I want to make stuff that lasts longer than a month or two. And you're like, yeah, that was cool, but I don't like any of these songs or I don't like, you know, you're just, it's like, it was so easy to make. <laughs> it's yeah. like people pleasing, you know, it's like making something that really, really, stands the test of time you know absolutely bro like i can i can remember i mean not only your mixtape but i can go back to like an old school kid capri mixtape yeah you know and i think i i appreciate those tapes because i know that those guys didn't have the technology that we have today mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so it's like you can you can feel that work ethic that was put in behind you know those tapes and so that's what i feel with you know, yo KJ raps stuck in the nineties. Yeah. Um and we're gonna play um we're gonna play the side A version, the jump okay, start okay. to Cali. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite one, man. Like the whole tape, side A and side B, and I like how you did that. You know, kinda throwing your ode to the um yep. the old school cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. Um so we're gonna play the A side. But before we get into that, bro, listen. Let everybody know how they can keep up with the great DJ Promote. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah, just DJ Promote everything. I've been real quiet for a while. I moved to Los Angeles, so I got some new stuff. You can follow Weapons, X-E-A-P-O-N-S, No Weapons, um, on Instagram. And I'll be releasing some music this year. I don't know if I'm going to do it on DJ Promote or Weapons or what, but um, yeah, I got a lot of stuff cooking right now wait so a minute what is what follow. is what is this weapons thing bro? okay you gotta okay. break that down you can't just so, throw that out there to me and <laughs> what is so, that about okay so i make i've been making beats but a lot of stuff doesn't i feel like dj promote i created a brand with that and it's right. cool like it's a certain brand and i can't mess up the brand because you know i might not get booked <laughs> so it's like if i put out content that people don't like or is a little left to center or, you know, has a song they don't, you know, agree with. That's where people get an attitude. So I made another page and it's basically weapons, but with an X. So it's kind of like no weapons um, or weapons, however you want to say it, Zapins. And uh, that's where I'm posting some beats. Um, I'm being more experimental, kind of going back to like, I'll be doing some more like underground weird stuff over there, especially with the DJing too. Like I'll be incorporating my DJ stuff. I'll be making some merch. Um, it's just a place where I don't feel like I have to, what's the word? Like there's not an expectation of me right, versus right, on right. DJ promote. If I drop something on DJ promote people, there's an expectation. Right. It can't be a certain way, but over here there's no expectation. So um, I created a new Instagram, a new SoundCloud, and I haven't released too much. We've been traveling these months, but I have folders on folders of stuff that we're working on. Um, and so, also, you know, I just didn't want to disappoint people that are fans of DJ Promote. Like, yo, it's supposed to be a party. It's supposed to be fun. Um, you know, so it'll still be that there. But on weapons, it's going to be a little more darker, left to center. And then, um, yeah, just freedom to create and get back in the creative space. Um, yeah. Yep. I get it. I get it. So follow you there. And, and of course, yep. your website. Yep. DJPromote.com. I'm about to drop a bunch of new edit packs I made. Um, like I said, we got I got a song I'm working on with Propaganda. I have some other parties tracks I'm trying to figure out and uh, drop those. So this year, watch out. Lots of new stuff. There coming it is. Out. 
There it is, man. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this mix. Hey, listen, I see you guys are going to Kenya, bro. Like, listen. Yeah. Have you been there before? Not to Kenya. I've only been to South Africa. I've okay. got to go out there twice, but not uh, the northern parts, western parts of Africa. Nope. Man, so. you are going to love Kenya, man. Oh, you've been out there? Dang. So, yeah, I went out there with um, with Lecrae a few years ago. Okay, um, I remember that. What was that? The whatever tour? The, um, or Unashamed Africa. Yep. Yeah. Amazing, bro. Amazing. Wow. Like, so, yeah, soak it all in, bro. Like, okay. seriously. Yeah. Soak it all in, dude. Like, all the heat. Soak all the heat in. All the heat, <laughs> all the sights, all the culture, the whole yes. bit. The whole bit. Soak it yeah. all in. And by the way, man, why, you know, I, I know I didn't ask you a lot of Lecrae questions. But listen. Oh, come on with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really going to ask you a Lecrae question. It's more of a Lecrae statement. Okay. Um, tell him I said, what's up, man? Tell yeah. him I said, what's up? This dude changes his phone number more than I change my draws. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> if, if if he gets a random text or something weird, it's an instant phone change. Right. He's like, right. He's like, nope. I don't know who that is. Get new number. <laughs> It'll be some random fan gets his number and he's done. It's like, yeah, nah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, every time I see him, he gives me the new number. And then I hit him up and it's, it's, <laughs> not, the, it's not the number anymore. But uh, nonetheless, tell him I said, what's up, man? Tell Nate yo. and the rest of the crew I said, what's up? Promote. Yeah. We're going to be keeping up with you, my brother. Thank and you, bro. I hope everybody enjoys the mix. I'm playing it right yeah, here, right now. Let's go. It's called go. Yo, KJ Rap Stuck in the 90s, the mixtape by my man DJ Promote. Y'all keep it locked right here. Let the record loose,
you got the feeling, jump up towards the ceiling, get up, stand up, come, come up, throw your hands up, if you got the feeling, jump up towards the ceiling, get up, get up, get up, get up. Towards hell, laughing like R O F L. I couldn't even find self, but you hit me on back like T T Y L. And yet I still keep stressing this, still keep sending the text messages. And then I read all your sentences, 66 books broke down to two testaments. And then I start to make sense of this, understood now what the lesson is. You got me standing on a precipice. Will I call you with the hopes that you're getting this same? Oh! 
later. You can, you can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Man, you've been doing all this dope producing, you ain't had a chance to show them what time it is. So, what you want me to do? I'm expressing with my full capability. I'm expressing with my full availability.
past Broke fast thinking that she gon' last I steady traveled on Battle hard from Babylon But I'm battle scored To this time to mount up And stick a saddle on He controls the every move Like the dude in Avatar Uh <laughs> You know my day Let him know Do your thing Keep it live To the beat y'all Follow DJ P-Dog Facebook Twitter Or Instagram Right now At DJ P-Dog